Hello, and welcome to Series 1 of The Power of Impact, Stories of a Better Future. My name is David Simmons, and in each episode, I shall be talking to someone about the charity they lead and how they manage to prove the effectiveness of that charity. So now let's listen to my conversation with Kat Ross, who leads the phenomenal charity Baby Basics. Great. Hello, Kat. Hello. Kat Ross of Baby Basics. So uh, it's good to talk to you and tell me how how are you and tell us a bit about what you do. So Baby Basics is the largest network of baby banks in the UK presently. Um, and we believe that our inaugural centre in Sheffield is the longest running baby bank in the UK. Wow. That's um, so we started almost 15 years ago now, so back in 2009. Um, and we support vulnerable families with all the practical essentials they need for life with children from pre-birth to five years old. So when you say all the all the essentials, what exactly does that entail? So that can be anything from a Moses basket starter pack for a newborn baby, which is a Moses basket with brand new mattress, bedding, clothing for baby, um, toiletries for baby and toiletries for mum to take into hospital. Um, to ongoing kind of clothing bundles as children grow, uh, toys, care packages of toiletries, nappies, cots, high chairs, push chairs, you name it, we'll try and supply it. Wow. And how do you determine who's deserving? How does the Baby Basic Centre determine who's deserving? So we don't do any sort of determination. We work through professional referral only. So we take referrals from health and social care, um, professionals both statutory and within the charity and voluntary sector. Um, So we trust the judgment of those professionals. So if a family is referred to us, we will support no questions asked. So that in terms of professionals, we're talking midwives? I presume yes, midwives, social workers, teachers, um, pastoral care staff, nurseries, food banks, refugee and asylum um, charities, uh, domestic abuse charities, you name it. Wow. So it's quite an extensive list of potential. So would you say they're your clients or are the end users your clients? How would you we actually that? kind of say both are. Okay. So ultimately, the families we support, they receive the goods um, as a completely free gift. But in doing what we do, we support those professionals to be able to do their work easier and better. Mm. So rather than midwives scrapping around trying to find the items for families, filling grant applications, all of that kind of stuff, if we can take the weight off them, um, that it enables them to do their profession better. Right. So how many baby basic centres are there? So we have 56 at the moment and growing. Um, We anticipate we'll be around the 60 mark by the end of this year, um, maybe more. Um, We're a bit, we had a big influx of new centres during the first COVID pandemic, the first Mm. lockdown. And so with the cost of living crisis, we're kind of anticipating that we might get a surge of new centres popping up um, during during this time, kind of in the next 12 months as well. Um, but it's really hard to know. We don't do any marketing. So um, we oh. open new centres where somebody comes to us saying they're interested in opening and there's um, need in the locality, which there is in every locality, um, and there isn't already an established baby bank working there. So, Gosh, um, yeah, we kind of, it's hard to know how many we're going to get. So I, I've known you since, well, you took over from Baby Basics from the founder, and yeah. it was a—you've sort of taken it to another level. So you've now got a patron. 
Yes, so the Reverend Kate Botley off of <laughs> Gogglebox and Songs of Praise and Radio 2. You can't hear that name without smiling. Kristen. There's something about Kate. You just cannot hear that name without smiling. Absolutely. And she's just brilliant. Yeah. Um, she's just a bundle of joy. Um, so supportive of what we do. Um, supportive of all our centres. Um, and we'll just randomly pop into our centre in Sheffield as she's about. Um, which is always brilliant and lovely to see her. Um, so, yeah, she's oh. fantastic. And you've had the Princess of Wales, of course. Yes, yeah, so we've been working with the Princess of Wales since 2020 um, and with the Royal Foundation Centre for Early Childhood. So that's really exciting that we get to kind of join in some of their campaigns, especially the Shaping Us campaign that she's running at the moment. Um, and um, she's visited a number of our centres now and has engaged um, with, with what we do. Um, and the Centre for Early Childhood gave the keynote at our first national conference this year. Incredible. I mean, just... It's just expanded. It's exploded, really, hasn't it? And of course, COVID was a key seminal point for you. And you got involved in Krish Kandaya's work as well. Yeah. Tell so, us about that. So, so during the COVID lockdowns, um, we obviously saw a massive increase in demand. Our inaugural mm. centre in Sheffield saw a 400% increase in demand in the first lockdown and oh. went from opening two days a week to opening four days a week. And um, many of our centres have kind of saw that level of demand increase and, and that really hasn't dropped. Equally, as I said earlier, we kind of saw uh, new centres come on board. So when I took over Baby Basics in January 2019, I believe we had 24 centres right. um, and we were up to 40 by the end of the first lockdown. Right. So, um, so yeah, so it really kind of went to another level and then once the princess got involved or duchess as she was then uh, with the supporting baby banks initiative that really led to our work with corporate brands um so she brought mm. 19 brands together to support baby banks <laughs> um and from our little place in sheffield was not set up for that much donations from brands and um, we now work with over 20 over 25 different corporate brands and have a national warehouse to en enable us to kind of distribute that around our network. Um, and they're really big bands. They're people like Silvercross, Mamas and Papas, Kit and Kin. Um, yeah, some huge kind of brands in there. Um, Milton, for example, uh, which is amazing. And their donations really do make a massive difference to our centres when we can we can get them out to our centres. Wow. And breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, I, I I got to take my hat off to you. It is astonishing. Um, yeah, from I don't know, from its very humble beginnings in the back of a church mm -hmm. to where it is now and growing still. So, tell me about this latest figure that you've managed to come up with, which just blew blew the stack of my head. Really, um, one in one hundred and forty babies born in the UK. One in 140 in 2022 received a Moses basket from a baby basic centre. Yeah. That's, that's, that, how did you come by that figure? And that, that's just, does my head in, frankly. Yeah, it's a bit crazy. So I had this crazy idea was of during the summer and leading up to our 15th birthday celebrations next year of kind of how can we really get people to understand the impact that Baby Basics has in our society, but also how we can potentially use those stats to campaign and show government and other bodies that this is a society we're living in and it shouldn't be happening in right. 2023. 
So I was like, okay, let's just Google how many live births there were in 2022. Um, so got that figure. Then worked out how many Moses baskets mm -hmm. we delivered from baby basic centres. 4,000 some odd, yeah. Yeah, 4,000 <laughs> odd. Um, and then worked it from there. That yeah. is one in, one in 114. I did the calculation one. myself, actually, because I thought i got to investigate it. And it, it does come out to that. It's yeah, quite astonishing. Yeah, because when I first did it, I have to say, I checked it about <laughs> 10 times. Because I'm like, this can't be accurate, because it was far more stark than anticipated to be. And then I went um, and calculated for our inaugural centre in Sheffield, which is our biggest running um, busiest centre, obviously it's been running the longest, um, and it's actually one in 11 babies born in Sheffield. Oh my word. Which is just scary. That's almost 10%. Yeah. And then 33% of all 0 to 5 year olds in Sheffield receive support. Okay. So this is interesting. I'm there are so many questions potentially I could ask, so many avenues I could go down with this particular thing. But I suppose let's wind it back a little. We're measuring um, activity. We're measuring figures and uh, stuff. And I've got this other thing that you um, came up with, which is in the last 12 months, our 57 baby basic centres have supported 43,000 <laughs> children and families which is a 33% increase on 2021. I mean, there's loads of figures here. I won't um, go through them all because they're available from the Baby Basics website. Um, but it's, it's, it's gobsmacking stuff. And what I find fascinating about it is that somehow society is being impacted by yourselves and let's say the Trussell Trust as well. So... Mm -hmm. Trussell Trust, I've, I've known for quite a number of years, 10, 12, 15, I don't know. But it's become a measure of UK poverty. In the same way, do you see yourselves at Baby Basics as that kind of a measure? Or is it something slightly different? No, I think we're becoming that kind of measure. And certainly the baby bank sector as a whole. Yeah. So as Baby Basics, we are also working with um, Save the Children, Little Village and a couple of other baby banks on creating the Baby Bank Alliance. So, yes, we've got 56 centres and we're the largest network at the moment in, in the UK, but there's more than 250 baby banks. Right. So it's a growing sector mm -hmm. that is at this moment in time, just becoming recognised. So I think everybody has heard of a food bank, but not everybody has heard of a baby bank. And we're still shocked when we meet um, new referral partners in Sheffield to like, we never knew you existed. Wow, it's like, yeah, how? Yeah. I feel like we're in everything. We're in every media. We're on the radio. We're constantly plugging stuff out. How, how do you not know where we exist? Um, but I think for the public as a whole, there's a start of that realisation that poverty is more than just food. And I think that's partly come about through the cost of living crisis and the energy cost crisis that people are really thinking about food and heat. Yes. But it's more than that. It's about a safe space for a, for a child to sleep. It's about a bed. It's about um, parents' mental health. It's so much more than just food and heating. And I think that's part of the message that we're trying to get, get out there in the baby bank sector and certainly at Baby Basics. Mm. And by publishing some of these stats, and there's going to be more coming out on the, over the next um, week or so, it's going to be, I think, we, we found the response has been incredible and people going, wow, that's so much higher than we anticipated. And 
why is this happening in our society? Mm. So the short-term impact of your charity would be to pro- provide these these baskets to for the, you mentioned well-being, you mentioned mental health because mm-hmm. let's face it, I mean to be let's say a, a single mum in a foreign country for the first time you've just deposited yourself here and you you're about to have a baby, you don't know where the dad is, there may not be a dad, you just don't know to then be given time from a, a midwife and then to receive these these things it's quite quite um major it's a, it's clear uh-huh. clear impact that it has on individuals what about the longer term impacts what do you think they may be so i think for the longer term some of the stuff i think there's a variety of different things and actually in the short term just to go back to the short term really slightly like we know the difference that delivery of a moses basket starter pack can make that can make the difference between a baby staying with a family or being taken into care so could you expand on that a bit so a a mom is not allowed to leave hospital without being able to prove that she has a safe space and all the clothing and toiletries etc that she needs for that baby okay so often that can mean that she stays longer in hospital than those things are gathered and if there is no way of her getting those things then that child can be taken into care Right. Because she cannot prove that she can look after that child. So the supply of a Moses Basket starter pack at the very basic of what we do ensures that that mum is able to leave hospital with that baby. Right. So that's a massive impact. That's a huge initial impact. Yeah, absolutely. And then longer term, I think it's a multitude of things. One, knowing that there is support out there as your child grows, as you need more things, um, that there, there is somewhere that you can turn two which anybody who's has has had a child or been around children know that it's a very stressful time and all you want to be able to do as a parent is to be able to provide for your child and if you can't do that the levels of stress and anxiety that that cause parents that then is picked up by those young children and taken on by those young children is huge and it means that children can get all the essentials that they need for development, whether that is weaning equipment so they can wean properly, whether that is toys to play with, um, whether that is books for speech and language development, um, whether that is just being warm in a warm winter coat and having shoes or having that place to sleep. Mm. Um, Sleep is a massive thing at the moment and bed poverty in the UK is becoming huge. Um, And we're, we're in the crisis point at Baby Basics in that we can't get enough beds to be able to give out. Um, and for every cot, cot bed, toddler bed that we provide, we also know that in those families, there may be an older child without a bed. Parents probably haven't got a bed. Um, and children are often sleeping unsafely, um, either co-sleeping, which isn't generally deemed as unsafe, but that's about choice. Um, so we want to ensure that parents have a choice about whether they co-sleep, not forced to. Um, and, um, Often we hear of children sleeping in prams, in car seats, on floors, um, in a bathtub, um, all sorts of horrendous stories that we hear. So the knock-on development for that child um, or lack of development for that child because they're not getting enough sleep is huge. Mm, That's incredible. Bed poverty. Who'd have thought? But I suppose in a sense... In a sense, it's just another uh, another facet of the challenges that we face as a society in the 21st century. Yeah. Um, have you come across any unexpected outcomes, things that you've discovered that you really weren't expecting that blown your mind? 
Yeah, there's a couple really. One was from a mum. So we provided her with the Moses Basket Starter Pack and the only thing we put in any of our referrals is a little card that says on it, you were wonderfully made. And then on the back, a message from whoever packed that basket. And we got a lovely phone call from this mum who um, wanted to tell us how much her life had changed since wow. she got the Moses Basket Starter Pack and then she was in a completely different place and um, completely able to kind of provide for herself now, but wanted to thank us and wanted to just say how much that card meant to her and that she, um, I get very emotional when I tell the story, that she keeps that card on her mirror. So when she's having a bad day, she knows that somebody she doesn't know cares. And that's huge. For some mums, that's all they need to know. For some families, though, that's all they need to know is that somebody somewhere cares. One of the most commented items we, um, or items we get comments on from our Moses Bags at Scarter Pack is the hand-knitted items. We have thousands of people across the UK who knit cardigans, baby hats, blankets. Um, and they're some of the most commented on items because someone's like, someone's knitted this for my child and they don't even know me. Like, they put that hour and that skill mm. and um, that love into making something for a child that they're never going to meet. And, and so that's an amazing impact. I think the other impact that we find is the volunteering side. We've mm-hmm. got some lovely stories. Um, our newest centre in Jersey, who's works with a uh, SEN school, who um, help run their cafe. Um, but are also now coming and helping sort clothes for their baby basic centres. And that upskills those young people who a lot of society would think would never be able to get a job, never be able to kind of do anything productive in their lives, um, are getting the skills and, and expertise to be able to go and work in a charity shop or go and work in, in retail um, by by helping out our Baby Basic Centre. Um, during lockdown, we had a lovely volunteer um, at Sheffield who has been through significant mental health difficulties herself had had a significant trauma she'd been out of work for two years she came and volunteered with us um, for about six to eight months and she says herself that helped to get back into work wow. she's now working full time she's presenting at conferences doing amazing things and she said without the love and support of being able to come to a baby basic center with a safe space around other people that we're going to encourage her we're going to help her when she was in a difficult time. We're going to give her the space to say, if you feel overwhelmed, just go sit in the office for five minutes. Like, that's absolutely mm, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to, to give her that confidence that she could go back to work. Mm. Um, we have loads and loads and loads of our volunteers, our ex-retired midwives, health visitors, <laughs> social workers, that come to us going, well, will, will you support us so much in our career that we want to support you in our retirement? Wow. And that's lovely. That's fantastic, so lovely. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the ramifications, both at a local and a national level, are quite huge. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think the future holds for Baby Basics? What do you think future outcomes could be? What would you like to see? And what do you think also, maybe I'm asking too many questions all at once. Let's start with that. No, no, no. I mean, what I would like to see is that we actually don't exist. That ultimately, I think for most charities, is that actually there is not a need for us to exist and that we have a societal change that happens. There will always be some level of poverty. The Bible tells us there will always be some level of poverty. Mm. Um, But to the extent that it is now, my hope and dream is that sometime in the future that that changes. 
but sadly I don't see it happening anytime soon. <laughs> so my my dream for Baby Basics, um, our kind of five-year plan, mm-hmm. uh, so to continue and opening Baby Basics centres in a locality of need um, and to continue to see as many families supported as possible through our work, um, to continue to expand our work with corporates, um, because I think that's been... That's been phenomenal, not just to see the difference that those donations make to our centres, and I mean, the difference that they ultimately makes to families, like being able to give a family a brand new Silver Cross pram that's worth like £1,500. Yeah, yeah. As a family that's just arrived from Ukraine or Afghanistan, like that's just phenomenal. But for those teams and those corporate organisations to see the impact of what they're doing, um, that's been really, really important. Um, We work with one company um, who are based in South Yorkshire, actually, a vitamin company, who provide us with mum and vitamin packs specifically for our baskets. So they go out every single Moses basket. um, But they also have a team. They're only in Barnsley. So they come um, four or between four and six of them come every single month to volunteer at a warehouse. And that could be anything from packing up donations, sorting stuff, cleaning. They helped us reorganize and build all our new shelving. Like, but the difference their CEO says to me of how their team feel about what the products they donate to us mm. is astounding. Um, so I think more of that and more of society realizing that um, we really need to love our neighbor and it mm. is no judgment and that anybody at any point in their life could suddenly need support of something like a baby bank or a food bank. And that we just never know what the future holds for any of us. And I think that's one thing that we saw during COVID and during the lockdown is communities come together again, which I don't think we've had in my lifetime. Um, And talking to my mum, who's now in her 70s, she's like, I don't feel like we'd had this since kind of like the 1960s, 70s. But I'm really sad that some of that community camaraderie has left us again since covid and right. um, come out of the pandemic. And I really wish that some of that had stayed. And so I think the more that we can get um, communities involved in what we do, one of our kind of strap lines of Baby Basics is that every centre is led by, with and for the local community. Um, and that's really important to us. Um, so I'd love to see that kind of society coming alongside us and alongside their neighbours um, to ensure that that people are provided for i'd love to see government do more as always um especially when it comes to refugee and family seeking asylum um i think that's yeah it's just scary what's happening in government at the moment around that and some of the the mantra that's coming out is is really unnerving and so i'd love to see more support for for those families and and yeah, that just that societal shift, shift. And I think the other bit that's an impact for us that we know that we're just recognising, I guess, more than than we did before, is the um, environmental impact that we have. Um, so we were lucky enough to be um, to win the, one of the first um, South Yorkshire Sustainability Awards last year. Um, <laughs> and one of the things that we put into our application for that um, was based on some of Sheffield's our centre in Sheffield stats, was that in 2021, we repurposed over 800,000 items of clothing. Wow. Okay. That's, and that one yeah. centre. <laughs> That's nearly a million. Exactly. 
So the environmental impact of what we're doing, the whole reuse, recycle, we have a reuse, recycle handbook that goes out to all of our centres that kind of gives ingenious ways of kind of reusing things um, that, that we get donated in that we can't use or, mm. or help use what we have better. Um, and I think that environmental impact has become more and more important as well as the climate crisis continues. I mean, those are really significant categories you've outlined there. Um, and finishing with the environment, which, you know, sustainability takes a lot of forms, but that particular thing of repurposing old materials is so key. Now, backtracking very slightly, you mentioned mm. politics. How have local MPs responded to this? How have, have you had any contact with Parliament or with, with the House of Lords? So, yeah, so interestingly enough, through our work with Krishkandaya and Sanctuary Foundation, which mm -hmm. kind of happened out of the blue, um, I stupidly responded to a tweet from Krish when the Afghan crisis happened and was like, yeah, we can help. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, obviously, we've been supporting, um, we supported the Afghan families as they resettled to the UK while they were in um, hotels many sadly are still in hotels um yeah. and we've been supporting the homes for ukraine scheme um ensuring that sponsors had everything that they needed for for um kind of arriving families from ukraine and through that we've developed um much better links with home office okay um, so we occasionally now get direct referrals from the home office and certainly did during the afghan crisis um and um we will, we've been lucky enough to be invited to 10 Downing Street um, around kind of celebrating what had been achieved for, for Afghan families and addressing some of their kind of ongoing needs. Um, and then again at the House of Lords um, for the work around um, Homes for Ukraine scheme. So we've been really privileged to kind of be part of that. And, and working in partnership with Sanctuary Foundation has been amazing to kind of collaborate with other charities around that. Um, so so that's been that's been brilliant. And um, we don't have a direct line to the Home Office yet, but I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> But locally, each of our centres around the UK work really closely with their local councillors and their local MPs um, to try and kind of bring them on board, um, obviously from any party, because um, we are apolitical, um, to, to try and just let them know what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, we've been really lucky in South Yorkshire, so we have a mer um, combined mayoral authority, um, and I was invited at the end of last year to be part of a... Um, cross-service team from statutory, um, mainly from statutory organisations, I'm the only third sector person on the team, um, to work on um, the one of the bold ambitions from the Integrated Care Partnership, which is about health inequalities in the early years. And we've been working with um, uh, Bloomberg and Harvard on their city leadership programme to kind of mm. develop a strategy of how we can improve health outcomes starting with the early years. Sadly, in Sheffield, there is an 18-year difference between life expectancy um, across different parts of our city. So the okay. whole idea from the Integrated Parts um, care partnership is how do we reduce that that inequality um, so we've started with the early years and that work that's been running now for getting on for 10 months um, is about to come into fruition and we're about to start delivering um, some of those um, 
starting points really and it really is only starting points yeah. there's a, a whole tranche of things that need to be addressed but, but that's, that that problem. is an outcome isn't it that you're looking yeah. to do to actually reduce uh child poverty within your area so that it is no longer an outlier, but it is part of the, you know, it's it's a the, normalize the figures, if you like. Yeah. And my, and my hope is that whatever we ultimately finalize after we've done the pilots in, in kind of South Yorkshire could then be replicated across the UK. Right. Um, so my involvement kind of in South Yorkshire is that that whatever we come up with here could be replicated in Leicester, could be replicated in Cornwall um, by by those local authorities, um, even if it's not a combined authority like, like South Yorkshire is. Um, and it's been amazing just to, yeah, be chosen to be the one person when we have over 400, more than, and we have something like 40 or 50,000 voluntary organisations in Sheffield. Wow. And I was chosen to be part of that as Baby Basics. So that's just huge. And our mayor of South Yorkshire is so behind what we do at Baby Basics. He was before he became the mayor um, and has very much continued to be. Um, and I'm sure will continue whether he gets another term as mayor or not. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. So we're, we're touching now upon national transformation. Mm. We're talking about outcomes which will affect hopefully generations to come um and you've already highlighted what you'd like to see happen i.e ideally in an ideal world the numbers go down but of course mm -hmm. we have to be realistic at the same time wow i mean it's been quite a conversation i'm, I'm sort of my head's spinning <laughs> Welcome to my daily life. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Seriously, I mean, when I watch your social media and the various tweets and whatever, it's just it's it's astonishing what what has happened just in the last three years, let alone in the last ten or fifteen. Yeah. Um, so it started in two thousand and nine. You've been going mm -hmm. now for fourteen years. Mm -hmm. So soon hit the fifteen. Are you mm -hmm. going to have any celebration? Yes, yeah, so we've got big plans for 2024. <laughs> um, so we are going to be doing a big fundraising gala next June. Um, and then we are also going to be launching a fundraiser at the beginning of next year that will last probably for the first six months of the year. Um, and that's basically going to be open to anybody to get involved and kind of as a, you can do as much or a little as, as you like. I can't reveal too much about it no, as sure. yet. Um, but that's really exciting. And that will not only raise um, really important funds for Baby Basics UK and for Baby Basics Sheffield, because obviously it's our inaugural centre. It's also yes, there yes, yes. It's the heart, the um, beating heart. Yes, um, we're proud to be from Yorkshire. Um, <laughs> but, um, but it will hopefully wear raise a lot of awareness as well and and just like I say we believe that Sheffield's the longest running baby bank now in the UK I can't find anyone that was established before we were and is mm. still running so just that this isn't a new thing we're 15 years old well, like yeah. this needs been there for a long time it certainly has Kat I I yeah I don't know what else to say <laughs> but um thank you for your time and thank you. I just wish you every blessing as you continue your incredible work thank you that's amazing <laughs> take care take care thank you for spending your time listening to this do subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so and feel free to follow me david simmons 
of Absolute Communication and Cinema Network on LinkedIn. Thank you.